please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. The following includes conversation relating to cryptocurrency. The information provided and discussed is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Any use of any information has done so at your own risk. DV Radio LLC, as well as the hosts and guests of the show, take no responsibility if you wish to use any of the information in your daily life. Again, the topics discussed are strictly for informational and educational purposes only. I am Chris, the CEO. My name is Paul. I'm the COO. I am Chris, a.k.a. Little Chris, the Chief Technical Officer of Affinity Innovations. Our long show, we will talk about Affinity, crypto in general, EFI, blockchain technology, technology, uh, and just talk about anything, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Get to know us at a little more personal level. Babbling nonsense. Is there any cursing rules <laughs> or anything? No, you say whatever the fuck you want. I think they'd be more worried if you didn't curse. <laughs> show me the money. Show me the money! What is up, everybody, and welcome to Affinity Protocol on this fine Tuesday evening. What is it, November 7th? November 7th. Something like that. Yes. Uh, last two weeks, since the last show, I mean, we had Halloween that came by. Uh, and that was a week ago. Holy shit. Daylight savings. Daylight savings, which caught me completely off guard. I'm not going to lie to you. I was at my computer <laughs> at 2 a.m. And I I knew it was going to happen to you like that, too. I was. I was sitting there doing, you know, doing my nightly shit, you know, and 2 a.m. hit. And I went, oh, man, it's getting late. I should probably go to bed. And then I looked again. I went, wait a second, am I going crazy? I swear that clock just said 2 a.m. It says 1. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, it's fall. Daylight saves. Perfect. I just gained another hour and bet your ass I stayed on my computer again until it hit 2.30 a.m. once again. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. Yep. Never learn. Um, but I, I appreciate the uh, the forces, the powers that be giving me the hour. Um, you know, I'll be bitching about it come spring uh, when I lose that hour again. But Halloween was also, like I said, uh, anybody got anything that happened to him on Halloween? Any good, good stories or, or what'd you do or trick or treating? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping. <laughs> you think you didn't go knock on people's doors, Chris? Nah, <laughs> it was a work day. <laughs> I can see you out there asking for candy. <laughs> uh no that's good um yeah we we went out as well had you know a friend come over with his uh young kids trick-or-treating for the first time and that uh, was a good night you know can't say the same for some other people that we'll talk about a little later uh it was kind of a rough i guess halloween night for that individual but we'll talk about that uh <laughs> in a few minutes uh, but before we do move on, uh, we got a couple things that we do need to talk about for this coming Friday, uh, Thursday slash Friday, um, Thursday. And I'll, I'll let I'll let Paul, uh, if you want to explain Friday's ordeal. But Thursday, uh, we are going to be shifting our normally scheduled. And don't worry, this will go out in all the social medias and everything to let everybody know, remind everybody. Uh, but we will be shifting our normal X space, Twitter space to Thursday at 8.30 p.m. away from the normal Friday due to the event that we have going on for Affinity Friday kind of taking its place. We didn't want to push the space earlier and, and or make it too late or and that kind of thing conflict. So we're going to be moving it once again to Thursday at 8.30 p.m. on the 9th, two days for the X and Twitter space. And why is that, Paul? I don't know. <laughs> guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we talked about it for, for quite some time. Uh, we wanted to do something uh, a little different for uh, Affinity Friday <clears throat> instead of just the normal games. So we're actually going to be hosting a poker tournament at pokernow.club. Uh, so we're going to start that pretty promptly right at 8 o'clock. Or excuse me, 8.30. Uh, hence, 
not doing the tour spaces on Friday, X spaces, whatever it's called. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we have maximum time for the tournament. We don't know exactly how long it's going to take. Uh, if you check Twitter, X, whatever, look for the tweet from the Affinity account. We have all of the information there, including a uh, Google form for sign up so you can participate. Uh, it's it's open to anyone that's holding uh, at least 20 million Affinity, which is like 30 bucks. Uh, we're doing uh, a bunch of cool prizes. I think we're doing uh, first, second, third for 250, 150, 100. And then we'll also be taking uh, whatever that prize is uh, for the winner and matching it and contributing a donation to whatever charitable organization of their choosing. We'll do some giveaways in the Twitch chat as well at the same time. It'll be a good night. Yeah, so make sure if you're listening now or you're listening to this, well, it might not be out on the podcast before Friday, uh, but if y'all listen to this, so spread the word that even if you're not participating in the poker, come watch. Um, you know, come hang out with us like normal on Friday. You can jump in the Discord. Um, and if you are, uh, we'll, we'll probably do some, uh, well, we're definitely going to do some giveaways. We don't know exactly what yet. I'm sure we'll fly by the seat of our pants. Uh, for those that are just viewing and, and taking part that way, uh, not just for the individuals that are playing poker. So make sure you come by and check that out. So again, that's 830. We recommend that anybody that is at least participating in the game show up around 8. 8.15 the latest, so we can get you in the Discord if that's where you're going to be. We'll have table, you know, room set up for the individual tables or you're playing for voice and all the other good stuff. We'll make sure you're signed up for uh, the website and everything ahead of time so there's no uh, delays. So please, show up 8, 8.15. We'll get that started. And get uh, that Google form filled out. Yes. And speaking of that, we have 11 responses so far. 11 people have signed up. Oh, damn. So, yeah, that's pretty good. That's I would not like, bad. I would like to see that get to at least, well, we're only one away to get to at least two full tables because we're doing six per table. Um, we're one away from having two full tables. I mean, the odds are pretty damn good, right? We got three top prizes, and so far only 11 signed up. Uh, so your odds are approximately 30% win something. So uh, pretty good. Unless, unless you just absolutely terrible at poker. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's that's true. That may be odds a little less. That's why we're not participating. I know that's the why I'm not participating. I don't know why. You know, Paul's doing his thing, but I'm pretty. I'm not participating because I'm I'm hosting it. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty terrible at poker, so I'm going to help host. Um. Yeah. So that's good. That's that's where we're at for Friday. So uh, keep an eye on the socials for that. Uh, Chris, you got anything you want to add on that note before we stop moving into other things? Anything else anybody wants to talk about? With uh, affinity or what's going on in the crypto markets? Why would why would you leave a blanket statement like that for him when all you know he's going to do is just say you a bitch? I uh, see you just took his thunder. I was leaving. <laughs> I was opening the door for him. I kicked <laughs> that door wide open. <laughs> I slammed it shut. <laughs> I, I, I mean, outside calling me a bitch. Bro, you got anything? <laughs> I mean, it's about crypto news, but I don't know if you guys been following. Uh, apparently. Is Hong Kong? They're about to get their first ETF. I did see that. I did see that. That's that's pretty damn cool. That's that alongside with uh, the speculation that's going on here in the U.S. that um, ETFs are going to start getting approved again. This is speculation. I have no knowledge. I have no new, you know, concrete news or anything. It's just this is what the speculation is going around the space that by the end of November we might see some news on the ETFs getting approved or whatever, some decision uh, here in the U.S. as well. Yeah. Is that what's driving some of this market sentiment? Because the crypto market's been on fire the last, what, four days or so? Uh, I don't know. I've been having some good times. Yeah. I would, I would guess to say that, yes, it probably has at least a little something to do with it. Uh but I don't care why, as long as things are going the way they should be and the world economy and world events can stop screwing with us. That'd be nice. <laughs> but things have been going good, man. I've been tracking, um, you know, obviously the, you know, ADA, since that's a part, kind of part of our, uh, our ecosystem, seeing that, that going up. XRP is doing really well. Uh, B and B finally had some uh, some legs 
I think it retracted today. Uh, but it was Algorand's doing pretty good too. What has Algorand? Oh, Algorand, yeah, they're doing pretty good. I like that. Yeah, so uh, it's looking good out there for the future. Um, we'll see how long this holds. Hopefully, it keeps going, but you never know. I have no idea. I'm going to begin to predict the future. Um, I know there's some things That's that I've missed. Not. <laughs> I know. I'm, so what I'm a little upset about is because you know you know how it is with me. Whether I get in or get out, you know the market does the opposite. Um, I've been dipping my toes back in, you know, going back from from stables to to buying and and kind of averaging down and buying all. And I wanted to go a little bit more in, but you know you get caught up in all the work, you know your normal day to day work, affinity work, all this work, and then you look up and you're like, holy shit, the charts are ripping. So now, you know, you, you got to make that decision. You know, do I stop buying more? Do I wait to see if the market's going to retract a little bit? You know, and that kind of thing. So I bought a little bit more. Uh, the market retracted a little bit. So <laughs> that's, I mean, did you really expect anything yeah, different? But again, it was just a little bit. You know, I maybe bought like 10% of, of my stables dipped back in. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens tomorrow. And if it dips a little more, I'll, I'll buy some more and that kind of thing. But I want to, I want to get basically probably about eighty percent back into the market, twenty percent stables right now because I think we're going to be in good hands. But that's just my opinion. That's what I want to do with my personal investment. Uh, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that should be news to everybody else. I'm getting in and get the fuck out. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, so speaking of, you know, the market uh, sediment and things that are going on in the crypto market, you know, when, when we were back, what was it about, about nine months ago, time's going by so fast. When was it when, like, it just seems like everything was going to shit because we had uh, Luna, we had uh, FTX, we had like all of these things that were just constantly screwing us. Uh, Let's call it nine months ago, give or take. I don't know. Uh, you know, when, when that was happening and when the dust kind of settled a little bit, you know, we did an affinity protocol. We talked about that. We talked about um, how we felt with uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX and, and what was going on. And, uh, you know, we, we, we gave a lot of uh, information, which, you know, based on the information we had at that time, uh, now he had since stood trial, uh, was found guilty of all seven counts. Um, and he faces his, uh, sentencing, I believe in February. I believe it's up to, he's looking at up to 110 years in federal prison, uh, as a maximum sentence, which is damn crazy, but good. Lock him up, throw away the key. Uh, what he did was scandalous, ruthless, and, oh, just drop some, uh, and, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah. On that note, you know, we like to find stories that are going on in crypto, whether it's uh, big picture, centralized, other chains, DeFi, uh, and right now there's a, a big one that surfaced about a week ago. Especially for those of us, us that are on uh, Binance and BSC, uh, and and have been here and around this uh, ecosystem for a little while, and that is Binance. Uh, even on Ethereum, there's a lot of people on Ethereum that are very familiar. It's a very popular token, and that was uh, SafeMoon. A lot of stories and a lot of information coming out of that company and that token. Um, and if you haven't heard about it yet, you're either in the dark or maybe you, I don't know, primarily. Not part of the crypto world. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, because whether you're, uh, you know, Bitcoin Maxi or, or you're, you're operating on uh, Phantom or Algorand or whatever other chain, uh, chances are you've at least heard of SafeMoon. I mean, I'm going to give credit what credit's due. They they put Binance uh, tokens, at least, and, and, and you know, a lot of you know what we're doing today on the map uh, to a lot of people, sort of like uh, Doge was with um, a lot of people and, and then uh, you know some of these others. But SafeMoon... You know, like I said, credit what credit's due. They they marketed the hell out of it. Um, <laughs> you know, like obviously that gets into why they might be in hot water right now. Uh, but you know, it it, it did. It, it put a lot of eyes 
and it brought a lot of people into uh, DeFi and, and especially brought them over to the, the Binance Smart Chain. Um, shit, we, uh, you know, we started off uh, very closely tied into a lot of stuff that they were uh, working with, um, you know, early on. So, again, when we, uh, when we discuss this matter and, and what's going on and what's happening with SafeMoon and, and more specifically John Caroni and, and uh, Thomas and uh, Kyle, who was uh, SafeMoon Dev, uh, those are the ones that are named in this, uh, th- these criminal charges along with the SEC. Um, we want to make sure that we make it very clear that uh, while we're going to do our best to refrain from, you know, making this very opinionated, obviously it's in, almost impossible to talk about anything without having some opinion, but we want to make this very, uh, you know, kind of about what the situation is, some, a lot of information, uh, what legal aspects and, and what is kind of true and false. And, and um, as our intro says, um, anything that we say is uh, not uh, not to be taken as uh, legal gospel, not to be taken as anything more than the information that we have, uh, things that, you know, opinions and, and whatever else we can form with what is at hand. Uh, but again, I just want to make that clear uh, as we move throughout this conversation. So, well, I, I have another point on that before yes. you get too far into it as well, is because, you know, this is something that we've discussed a lot of times. You know, especially when we look at, at, you know, legal issues, civil issues, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I know that the three of us have, have the same mindset is, you know, we we have that moral imperative that really aligns with the American justice system. That is that somebody is innocent until they are proven guilty. Sometimes that can be used, uh, you know, to the detriment of society or to the justice system. But. That is how our justice system was written. It is how it operates. So at no point are you going to hear any of us presume that anyone is guilty of anything that has been accused because the moral imperative that is bestowed upon us as free living American citizens is that the way our justice system works is that somebody accused is considered innocent until they are proven to be guilty by the court of law. Yes. Well said. And, uh, yeah, so we are definitely sticking to that, but obviously that is not going to, um, you know, hinder us from at least explaining and and talking about, you know, what if isms to a point and, and some of the back, you know, back and forth as what if things do go a certain way? Uh, because it is important to know, especially for all of you out there, uh, that are, are, you know, holders of whatever token it is, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen in the future, uh, with any, with any company, especially nobody, well, I can't say nobody, but uh, there are very, a lot of people that didn't see this coming. Uh, there are a lot of people that had a lot of money invested in in the SafeMoon uh, token, and there's a lot of emotions out there. So uh, we want to be very uh, you know sensitive to that because you know there are people that are hurt, right? And and they're going to say things and they're going to act sometimes unreasonably uh, to protect their own. Uh, mental state, their financial well-being, uh, and that kind of thing. So we understand there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with some of the stuff that was said tonight. There'll be some people that will agree. Uh, again, even when we're talking on on Twitter and Twitter Spaces, uh, but that's just life. Uh, that's the way it is, and we understand uh, that the when you're dealing with people financially, especially m- emotions run wild. So that being said. Uh, last week, let's just get into it. So last that being week, said, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's really all you could say. Um, so if you're not really familiar, I'm going to give you the, you know, the, the high level view. Um, and then we can talk a little more details. Uh, we'll give you the high level view of what, what transpired last week. So on, uh, on Halloween night, I believe it was about midnight. Um, John, John Caroni, as well as, um, uh, Thomas. Uh, also known as the Wizard, were were picked up and and uh, arrested by uh, DOG, FBI, DOJ, F- and FBI uh, on criminal charges that had to deal with yeah, fraud. DOJ, not DOG, Dog the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> yeah. not to, not to be confused with. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's uh, that's my bad. Uh, so they were picked up, arrested on on fraud charges. At the same time, the SEC uh, came down with civil 
charges against SafeMoon, stating that they were operating their token as a security. I know we've heard that a million times. Anybody that's listened to Affinity Protocol, listen to us. We have a lot of problems with the SEC and the way that they they come down on people and the way that they look at things. Um, but I want to be sure that right now, as we, we go forward and we're talking about this, you understand the difference between the civil suit that is coming from the SEC and the entirely different charges that a criminal that are brought on by the DOJ in this matter. Now, they can be related in the fact that the SEC could have filed with the DOJ saying, hey, during our investigation, we found all of these things that are criminal because the SEC does not deal with criminal matters. They deal with regulatory civil matters when it comes to the way a business is operating, you know, like again, based on regulations according to uh, what Congress has passed on to the SEC. But just like any branch or division of the government, if they find potential evidence of illegal actions, they can refer the information to the appropriate authority. That's correct. So do we know that that's what happened? No. I, it's it's likely. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the 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 odds of that those two things coming down, those charges coming down at the same time, and those agencies not, you know, communicating with each other is probably not very likely. But um, so it's more than likely com- uh, tied together. Uh, but at any rate, they are very much very separate. Even if they were communicating, and one of them discovered certain things and and communicated that to another department. They are still treated as very separate cases, situations, and so on and so forth, especially from a legal standpoint. The SEC does not have arresting authority, uh, nor do they have the uh, authority to charge somebody with uh, criminal charges. The DOJ does. Hey, on, on that note, I'll be right back. Yeah. So when when you look at this from from that standpoint, you know, I, I see things floating around social media that are saying, oh, well, you know, the, these government agencies are, are, you know, trying to work together because SafeMoon is such a big, uh, you know, company and, and they're, they're trying to take them down because of their influence and this, that and the other thing. And they want to buy in cheaper or whatever the heck um, speculative viewpoints are out there. Uh, it, it just you can see why that. That really doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Um, especially when you look at, uh, you know, when when criminal charges are brought down, um, you know, the DOJ has a very, very solid track record of uh, 95% or more of conviction. Um, again, that still leaves 5% uh, for it to go the other way. That's why we maintain uh, that people are innocent until proven guilty. But uh, they don't do this stuff just... To do it now, if the SEC was the only ones involved, kind of like they did with uh, you know Ripple and, and XRP, and I'd see a lot of people trying to you know kind of put these two in the same basket, um, they're not, and and mainly because of what we just talked about with the criminal charges. There were no criminal charges brought against uh, Ripple. There were there were none. Um, nobody was was uh, arrested, and 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 there were no indictments. Um, so. These are two very different situations in that manner. If the SEC was the only ones involved, uh, I could may- maybe understand where people are, are very optimistic and saying, hey, maybe, uh, you know, they're just picking on them because they're very well known and, and, you know, they're trying to pick on the crypto industry. Fine. I could maybe buy into that. I, I have no problem with that. But again, uh, when you look at the criminal aspect and what they're saying was done, and again, this is what they're saying. This is the information that we have uh, on hand, along with all of you, if you go do some research. Uh, the DOJ is saying that uh, there was uh, you know, money laundering that was happening. Uh, there was uh, trades, hundreds of thousands of trades that were coming from uh, John's own uh, controlled wallet over the last, uh, I believe, year or so. Uh, that's that's market manipulation and considered money washing. If you're using your personal to create these transactions, create false, false volume, uh, and push that those transactions through and, and funnel that those funds off somewhere else. 
there was also uh, it did bring up the uh, liquidity pool, taking money out of of liquidity to buy personal items, uh, notably the house that he was living in, uh, automobiles, that kind of thing. Um, these again are very very serious charges. These are things that uh, can put people away for a very very long time if they are proven to be found guilty of it. Uh, so this needs to be taken serious by anybody out there that's that's uh, you know a, a holder or, or even part of crypto because when you look at this you got to say okay uh, how is this going to impact anything how is this going to impact uh, anybody else out there that might be doing things that are that they perceive to be on the up and up because they see other people doing it right we have a lot of young people a lot of young people that are starting up these crypto projects and businesses. With very little knowledge, uh, they've never been here before. They maybe not even have technolo- uh, technology experience, and they're standing up. These some of them become very successful. Like SafeMoon was very, very successful in the in the fact that it was uh, it reached a lot of people. Uh, the, the market cap went extremely high, and it was doing well um, for a good long while. But then these these actions uh, that are of the accused take place and here we are and you know one thing that does tend to happen with uh with certain individuals that that come into a successful business and and i know uh if you didn't know john did not start uh safe moon it was started by kyle um who is from what i understand is still on the run they're still looking for him but john came on shortly after that and was still there when kyle was there uh and brought his friend um thomas over with him what ends up happening a lot of times with with people that are inexperienced or or if they all of a sudden uh, they come into all of this success in a business or money or whatever, a lot of times it gets over their head and overwhelming. And they start doing things. And again, I don't know that this is what happened, but based on the information that, that the charges that were brought on them, um, I, could, I could say that this is a possibility that... He started doing things, dipping into that cookie jar, dipping into the um, into that little pot of money, and it just got out of hand. And he kept going and, and didn't know when to stop. And things got over his head, and you know, you stop feeling that sense of I have this money, I have this, and and you just like a lot of other people, even when you're doing it legitimately, you start living beyond your means, um, and. I think the whole thing spiraled out of control on him. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going to come out during these court hearings, I'm sure. Wednesday, I believe, tomorrow, he's going to be in front of a judge in New York uh, for a bail hearing. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow. Um, but it's uh, it's crazy. The whole thing is 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 insane uh can we can we, can we for a second though yeah. like can we can we talk about the shackles and just how unnecessary that was yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i i understand that someone can potentially be a flight risk right yeah i i totally get it don't want that person you know getting away if if they have the means to escape and and stuff like that Look, like, come on, man. How many people, with the with the exception of, and I only know this because, you know, I'm married and my wife likes watching all sorts of serial killer documentaries because she's a typical woman. Um, but other than, like, and I don't even remember which, uh, which serial killer it was. What was the good-looking one that killed a bunch of women? Anyways, <laughs> the, I, th- I think he's the only person in recent history, and I'm talking like in the last few decades that like, so yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, thank you, that successfully escaped from a courtroom, right? Yeah. So like the, the amount of, of security and scrutiny in place nowadays, especially around a courtroom, you're trying to tell me, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Dahmer. It was the, it's, Dahmer's not the one I'm thinking of. You're right. Cause Dahmer was the, the, the different dude. But anyways, but you're telling me that that nowadays with the security and stuff that's in place at courtrooms that you really need to take somebody like that and be like, yo, let's just tackle this dude like a fucking dog that bit somebody. Tom Bundy. 
Ted Bundy. Yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and again, it, in hindsight, when, once the dust settles, if he is convicted, I'm glad they shackled the shit out of him because, uh, yeah, spiraling out of control, the 120 million is, is, again, I don't mean to make light of it because that is a considerable amount of money, but, um, yeah, when you're, when you're, per- even if you're purposely scamming, if you go into something knowing I am going to scam people, sometimes what happens with individuals is, Hey, I'm going to scam, but I think I can kind of do a little bit here and there. And then you get a taste for it. You're like, Oh, that worked. That was easy. Yeah, that was easy. Nobody cared or, or the people that did care, whatever, we'll just shut them up. We'll call it FUD and I can do more. And then it gets out of control and, and then you're, you're just done. And now, now it's like, you're just going to be blatant about it. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> so to put that amount in perspective, that's basically about a tenth of a billion dollars. It's crazy. Hell yeah. yeah. It's that crazy. Is, that's about a contract for that's more of a contract than most NFL players get in their whole career. And, and they get paid a lot. It is to me one of the most insane things that, and I'm not just talking about him potentially or allegedly uh, scamming and, and doing what, what happened. And, and again, not just John, but the other um, uh, individuals that were mentioned in the, uh, in the indictment, but what they did uh, is some of the most scandalous shit that I have seen in my entire life. And I'm about to be 45 years old, right? I don't care. I don't mind saying that. <laughs> you know, I've been around for a little while. I have not seen that level of like, like what it's crazy. And then what's, what's more absurd to me is again, we talked about the emotional ties and the emotional reaction by a lot of people, but at the same time, like, like just pause, just take a breath back up, maybe get off of X space or Twitter or whatever, or X or Twitter or whatever for a little bit. And just really think about this for a minute. Because even though, like Paul had stated, you are innocent before proven guilty in a court of law, but as an individual, you are allowed to draw your own conclusions for your own sanity for whatever the hell you want. Um, So I think a lot of people need to just take a breath, step back, and draw their own conclusions in a serious matter. And even if, now let's take another stance and say, even if the chances are that whatever happens and, and they say, okay, he's not found guilty. Right now, things are not looking good from any standpoint. So it's always best to be defensive. Make sure you take care of yourself rather than holding some you know, some tie and some affiliate, some, some, uh, you know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, uh, uh, let's call it emotional investment at that point. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you gotta, you gotta look past that and, and watch out for yourself because odds are this isn't going to go well, but there's always an opportunity that it, it will go in the favor of the defendant. Um, but you gotta watch out. But anyway. Nothing I say is going to change anybody's mind, so I don't know why I even bother saying that. I was going to say the same damn thing. <laughs> well, let's let's talk for a minute because we're trying to squeeze a lot here into an hour, and I do want to talk a little bit into the legal aspects of the business as well because another thing that I'm seeing a lot of is, um, you know, somebody else needs to take over the company. Somebody else needs to step in as CEO. They need to name somebody as CEO. What's going to happen with the company? What's going to happen with the token? What's going to happen with the products? All right. So one thing that you need to understand is there is a huge difference between an LLC and a corporation, whether it's an S corp or a C corp. An LLC is a limited liability corporation. So even even though it has the word corporation in it, it's very much along the lines of a sole proprietorship or a partnership, a general partnership where the major difference is the liability falls onto the company rather than the parties that founded it, all right? But they still own it. They're called managing members, they still own it. Where with a corporation, 
The founders don't own it. It's owned by whoever controls the most stock and shares and all that. So there's no quote unquote owner. The CEO doesn't own it. It's owned by whoever holds the stock. So SafeMoon is an LLC. From the information at hand that we know, John is the only managing member. He is the only sole owner of that LLC. There is nobody else listed. There are no board of directors. There's no bylaws that are saying, if something happens to the CEO, this is the succession plan. When that happens with with an LLC, there cannot be another CEO that is appointed because it can only be appointed by the person that owns the company or if those things were in place, which they are not. Because John is currently being indicted and the company is listed as part of that indictment, the courts are not going to allow him to name another CEO because he's currently under investigation and indicted. They're not going to allow him to name somebody to take over his company that's listed in the indictment. Uh, So the only thing that legally can happen with that at this time is that if they choose to do it, The courts can assign somebody, but if they do that, they're not assigning somebody to continue to run it. They're going to assign somebody to lock it down and potentially liquidate it if the charges stick. That's really it. So unless he is found innocent or not guilty on those charges, legally it would be extremely difficult, and I will not say impossible because, again, I'm not a lawyer, This is based on my knowledge and my experience uh, throughout my career in business and everything else that tells me that there is no way for another CEO to step into that company. At least not until some dust settles. If, if there's depend like, it really depends on what happens in court, but like dust has dust has to settle before anything is going to get done. Absolutely. Absolutely, because again, the courts have to make that decision. John, Thomas, anybody else, they they cannot make that decision. Um, so they're going to have to see how that plays out. And you know, unfortunately, all property, all uh, intellectual property, monetary, everything else that falls under that LLC is going to be subject to liquidation or seizure from whatever entities are involved. I say subject to, because again, we have to wait for this to play out and see how it, how it goes. If he's found guilty, there's an opportunity for the government to seize all of those assets um, and liquidate them and you know do whatever, whether there's a class action that comes out of it. I have no idea what's going to follow. Um, but again, this is all like 100% based on if he is found guilty of those charges. A different story if he's found innocent. So... Also, from a, a you know a business aspect, um, when it comes down to how the token is functioning, right? We're in DeFi. That contract, while it is a proxy, uh, is a contract that is already on the blockchain. It already has tokens minted. Um, there is concern. Again, this is all new. There really hasn't been a a test case for this, I guess we can we can maybe see potentially some um, uh, some you know some legal guidance come out of it after this this case is over. But I have no idea how they're going to treat that liquidity pool, right? So John has That's made a good it, question, yeah, and and he's made it clear, right? He has made it clear. This is his words to paraphrase. I'm not going to quote, but to paraphrase his words that that liquidity pool does not belong to the holders. I might have even quoted. I don't even know. But he basically basically said that in in some uh, a post on Discord that the liquidity pool does not belong to the holders. So if if the if the legal system decides that all of those assets in the company to include the liquidity pool, if he deemed that to be an asset of the company, could be seized if found guilty. I don't know. That oh, to me would like be that. concerning. 
That sets a bad precedence. It absolutely does. Absolutely does. Which is why Affinity and every other company out there that is operating in the DeFi space needs to make sure, and I know we already do this, that you make sure it's very clear that that liquidity pool is what gives the token asset value and it needs to remain in place and you do not claim it, which we do not. If you look at the financial documentation that I put on our corporate website, you will not see anywhere in there that that liquidity pool is part of our assets. That is for good reason. That is not part of our assets. Now, the, the token contract and everything developed by us, our products that are developed by Affinity, but the funding that's in that liquidity pool is not owned by Affinity. So that's the precedence that we really need to be setting here in, in DeFi if you really truly want to make it DeFi and decentralized. It is going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, that's a, that's a deciding factor for, for the success of DeFi as a whole right there. If, if that if that is going to be the new case law that says that the liquidity pool belongs to the company, that's, uh, again, that's just a, a terrible, that's a really bad precedent to set. But that's that's going to be really bad for, for all of DeFi. Yeah. You are, never, you are never, ever, ever again going to be able to look at a project the same. Obviously, there's a lot of people who do their due diligence when they get ready to to buy into a, a token and stuff like that. I mean, God, we had our telegram and, and stuff set up for a couple of months before we actually launched. And, you know, most of our, our voice chats and telegram and stuff like that was just talking about who we were, what our goal for the token was and, and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's people sitting there doing their research before they decide that they're going to get into it. But you're telling me that if there is a, a case law precedent set that, on a, a a advertised as decentralized token is going to have a liquidity pool owned by the company that creates the token and not, I guess, remaining decentralized. Like, it, <laughs> I'm not going to buy into another token ever again. Why the hell would I? Yeah, and the 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 silver lining to that is it could end up spinning off case law that mimics. Some of the stuff that you've seen get people in trouble in, in centralized finance. So granted, we don't want to go to either one of these paths, but if there is one that is going to go down, this would be the best path of the two evils. Where if they looked at it as though that liquidity pool is, although controlled and owned by the company that set up the token, it is being held on behalf of the token asset holders because what that would mean is it would be looked at similar to with centralized finance when they're, when they're holding um, assets in a hot wallet or whatever it is, again, on behalf of, you know, people that are using their product, they're not allowed to co-mingle those funds. That is one of the big things that FTX got involved, uh, got in trouble with and as well as a few other uh, centralized finance platforms the ones that went under, especially because they were they were mixing company funds with funds that were supposed to be held um, for customers. So if it's going to go that route with case law, which we obviously hope it doesn't go. That Isn't that what the they're way. saying that Binance US is doing as well? Yes, that's what there's. Yeah, that's the, the, you know, speculation or the, you know, the assumption or accuse, accusal of Binance. Accusations. Yeah. Saying that Binance is co-mingling. And that's what they mean by that is when you put funds into a um into a centralized finance uh exchange, your money sits in a hot wallet, right? I'm exchanging whatever, and, and my my funds are sitting, you know, because you don't own it, right? We all talk about that, not your keys, not your crypto. Whatever you're holding on a, a, a centralized exchange, they're talking about having those funds, your actual tokens that are that are shown in your wallet on that exchange are actually pooled with a lot of other funds, including funds that are controlled and actually owned. 
by the company, and that's a no-no. That's a big no-no. Um, <laughs> so I, I maybe could see that going that route. I really hope neither one. Uh, but they really kind of backed us into a corner, um, you know, with this one. I have, uh, again, I have my own opinions that I've drawn on this. We're not really going to get into it. Uh, but if things do come down to show that what happened truly did happen and he is, and they were all found guilty of this or even one or two of them or any of them, you know, God have mercy on their souls, man. Because, <laughs> ah. Uh, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. How do you think it's going to affect the market overall? Well, at least on the B&B side. Let me flip that question on you, Chris. What do you think is going to happen? No, man. <laughs> I think I, you know, and I want to be honest with you. I don't think it's going to, it's really going to, unless like what Paul was talking about and, and we, we touched on a little bit, unless there's some case law that comes out of this, that shakes up the way, you know, DeFi tokens and contracts operate. I don't think it's really going to have that big of an impact. And maybe if it was a year and a half ago, I think it would have, it would have been bad, like really bad. But I think, and, and I hate to say this, but I think there was, there was enough people that kind of seen the writing on the wall. I mean, again, I have no proof, solid proof, hundred percent proof on, on, you know, what's, being accused but there's a lot of good solid data that says this was happening um or at least enough to be very very convincing to a lot of people so i really don't in my opinion i really don't think unless there's some crazy laws that come out of this that shakes up the entire DeFi and crypto space a simple indictment and charge in in and found guilty of these individuals I personally don't think it's going to have a huge impact on the space. Mostly from a, you know, when we're talking about like chart movement and price action and all that, obviously it's going to have an impact on, you know, some trustworthiness and it should, you know, people's trust in others and all that other stuff. I mean, it should regardless whether well, that's what I was going to say. Is I think that it's, I think it's going to come down to, uh, a market sentiment problem is what's going to happen because right because like let's you know there's zero denying at all that safe moon is is not a huge project on binance right now yes uh, arguably the biggest project on binance right now right yep as far as marketing yeah so you're going to have a large amount of holders that are very legitimately pissed off down on their money. And I think it's going to turn it into like this. This is would going to, it's going to be a precedent that is set for anyone coming into crypto, not even, you know, ignore the, the potential case law and, and all of that stuff. It's honest to God going to come down to do people even care about getting into crypto anymore because of this. And at least on Binance, we have seen that like large scale rug pulls, honeypots, stuff like that, especially, you know, when when the the bear market really kind of started showing its face and, you know, the, the start of crypto winter, if you will. I think that it's going to at least on Binance, it's going to make people rethink, do I really want to get into a project on Binance or do I want to go to a different blockchain? Yeah, that's right. That's 100 percent uh, right. And and it's not obviously this is the biggest one on Binance right now, but yeah, it's obviously not going to localize itself to Binance. But yeah, it's going to piss a lot of people off. Uh, it should be opening eyes right now um, on on who you can trust and and how you know. Hopefully, it change people's minds and get emotionally attached to stuff too, because you know, like you said, honeypots, rug pulls, those suck, and those people are the worst of the worst. But you know about it. It's very blatant, right? It just happens. Your money's gone in the in the blink of an eye. Uh, when stuff like this happens, um, you, you're kind of left hanging in the wind, man. You're like, what happened? You know how? And then when it when it does finally click, you start beating yourself up. How did I let myself get into this? How did I not see it? 
you know, and that is, that's going to have a big impact on a lot of people provided it goes um, into a, uh, a guilty verdict. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention over the next 10 minutes, last 10 minutes of the show, that uh, if that that chance that it does come down to a not guilty, um, what then? I I think it's it that's really gonna it's really gonna depend on what information comes out in in the case, right? Because and not to get like I guess super super deep into it, but you know how many times has there been some sort of court trial where the 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 verdict should be pretty obvious, but based on either the technology or the understanding or even the jury in the matter, you don't really get the the what what the outcome should be not in again i firmly believe in the justice system and it says you know hey you know innocent until proven guilty and if someone is you know quote unquote proven to be innocent then you know in the eyes of the law they're innocent i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna say two letters right now though (laughs) and i think you know where i'm going with this and it's a kind of juice you drink right so like (laughs) You know, look at OJ, yep. right? There was there was a lot of controversy when that verdict came out. And I'm I'm not saying that, you know, the justice system got it wrong or, or anything like that. But like, you know, it 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 can potentially no, create got that shit wrong. <laughs> it, it can potentially create more issues than than you anticipate. So it, it really could go either way. I think that in in the crypto world as an individual and as a project and as a company, they're going to come out looking like untouchable gods. But I think that if you look at like you read between the lines, what that's really doing is it's opening up a whole nother issue of there being other projects that are saying, well, they got away with it. So now there is case law established. Now I can do this. And as long as I basically do the exact same thing that they did, even if it was something that they they probably should have been found guilty on some of it, if I do it the exact same way they did, I can use their own case in mind to prove my innocence and get away with potential malfeasance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Don't mean to sidetrack, but seen that tweet that OJ put out a couple of years ago? <laughs> Uh-uh. A couple of years ago. What the idiot tweeting about? He was like, uh, he's afraid to go to LA because he's afraid that the killer might still be on the loose. Oh, get out of it. I think the killer might be in my house. And I'm home alone. Yeah, no shit. Oh, man. What an idiot. Now, remember that book he wrote, If I Did It? Oh my God. He he did. He wrote a whole book on if I was the killer, this is how I would have done it. No joke. Go look it up. (laughs) I don't want to. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I mean, you know, one of the last things I'll, I'll say is, you know, to kind of wrap this all up is, you know, somebody is a couple people. I don't remember who, and I apologize if you're listening and, and, and I don't give you credit for, you, for what you said, but I mean, people made very good points. Although we always have to just wait for, you know, the, the legal verdict. When you're out and, and there's a crime that was committed, if you are either a witness or, or whatever it may be, and you see, or you see something on the news and they're like, they show video footage of somebody pulling a gun and shooting somebody or robbing a bank or whatever it is. Yes. Technically that individual is still innocent until they are proven guilty in the courts, but you can draw your own conclusions. And that goes back to what I was saying before. So again, I'm not going to draw my own conclusions on this show, but what I am telling you is there is information out there either way. Do your research on the information. Don't be closed-minded. Take your emotions out of it. 
It shouldn't be anything, you know, that, that you really should care about at this point, other than your financial stability, your mental stability. Take the information. Don't just wait for the verdict. And then do with that information what you choose. But take your damn emotions out of it. That's all. Oh, lastly, too, because uh, you did bring it up, the shackles. Uh, which that did come from. <laughs> so that did, if you, I want because I meant to circle back on that, and I didn't. That information came from, uh, from a, a tweet that John's uncle put out, who apparently attended the, uh, the first hearing in Utah. Um, so that's where that information came out. Not firsthand, none of us were there. Uh, that supposedly he said that he, they brought him out in an orange jumpsuit. He was in shackles uh, for his first uh, hearing in Utah, where there was a decision made to not post bail or not allow bail based on flight risk. Uh, it wasn't challenged because uh, if he did challenge it and lost, if he go when he goes to New York, which he I believe is probably already there since he's supposed to be in court there tomorrow, um, it would affect his ability to potentially get bail in New York. Uh, so we didn't contest it. Side note, another tweet came out today. And again, this is information that we have, no solid proof. I wasn't there. But he showed pictures of the Safe Moon office in Utah and all of the logos, everything was stripped off the windows, lights were off. It looked like like they never even were there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the second piece to that is I, I didn't subscribe. I always thought it was kind of weird that even had subscribers as you know the CEO of a company, you would think that you'd want to get that information out to everybody. But anyway, I guess one of his uh, posts that he made for just his subs about a month ago told them that they were abandoning the office because it didn't make sense for them to have it anymore because most of the people want to work from home and it was high overhead and all this other stuff. That That, that post, and again, I can't, I don't subscribe. This is a screenshot. So I'm, I'll, you know, base the legitimacy on this post on that. Um, if it is true, if this is a legit post, that seems asinine to me that you would hide that kind of information from the general public and only give that to people that subscribe. <laughs> uh, it just seems like that. Uh, that's a little far fetched, I think. It was a very, very long posts that mentioned a bunch of other stuff too. So it to me, it didn't look fabricated. But again, I don't subscribe and I don't plan on subscribing. So if you are a subscriber to John, hey, by all means, please let me know if it's real or not. Uh, but it looked real to me. Uh, but if that is the case, that's asinine. So. <laughs> this one is, man. Uh... Bottom line bitches is, be bitches. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to be a quick process. And there's a lot more out there, a lot more. This is muddy. There's a lot more to this than people realize when it comes to the two cases, the SEC, the DOJ, and the way the business is looped into it, the way the business is structured. Like this, this is going to be messy. No matter what the outcome, this process is going to be just crazy. Um, yeah, and if he is found guilty, I I would expect everything to be wiped out. As if you're somebody that is holding Safe Moon, or you're somebody that's part of the you know whatever you're tied to the company, someone. My expectation, if he is found guilty, is expect everything to get liquidated, everything to get wiped out. There will not be anybody stepping in to take over and and run the company and take over the. It's just. I don't see Even how that's Voyager possible. all over again. Yeah, I don't see how that's possible. Even buying it out, right? So at least at least with Voyager too, like there was no criminal um indictments. You yeah. Know? They just went under, unfortunately, even though maybe there should have been some criminal charges. But when there's criminal charges, even a buyout is really dicey, especially when it comes to an LLC, because there's a potential that the person or the the uh, you know entity that buys out the company could um, end up taking on some of the liability from the previous owners that are now part of the indictment. So I wouldn't even expect a buyout. I think that would be extremely far fetched as well. But again, hey, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know everything. Maybe it'll happen. But 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't hang your hat on that one. That's all I got, gentlemen. Chris, Paul, you got anything else that you want to add to either this or anything at all you want to talk about before we wrap up Affinity Protocol this week? No, I feel like we're just ending on a sour note. I know. <laughs> I don't want it to be like that. Chris, give us something, man. Tell us a joke or something. <laughs> That's the first thing it goes for. <laughs> you a bitch. Oh, man, fuck this dude. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate that. It wasn't funny. It, it was pretty funny. I'm gonna see you in court too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, even though I guess we're gonna end on a sour note, and even more sour note, because you know, Chris is a bitch. Shit. But uh. Yeah, so we'll uh, see you guys on Thursday. Don't forget, Thursday is going to be our X-Space and Friday. Get ready to play some poker. If you haven't already signed up, go to socials, check out the post, look through it, find it, sign up on the Google Sheet, potentially earn some crypto for yourself, and earn a donation for your favorite charity in the same process. So, yeah, go check that your out. Your charity cannot be yourself. That's Just going to throw that out there. Just yeah. going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. It must be a registered 503, 501c. I should know this because I actually am a founder of one, but I always oh, fuck it up. Oh, God. <laughs> 501c3. Um, but yeah, so please list that. Otherwise, we can ask you if and when you win. But for now, that's going to do it for us here this week's Affinity Protocol. You can find us here, same place, same time, in two weeks. And we'll also discuss what we're going to do because I also realized, guys, that uh, the next uh, Affinity Friday after this one, I believe, falls on the day after Thanksgiving. So I'll talk about that. But anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time and we'll see you on Thursday and Friday. Peace. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter.